time. Give the Lord a cheer. Would you do that? Praise the Lord. Praise God. You may be seated. It is so good to see everyone. And we have some college students home this week. And I am so proud to see them. And would, would all of you stand? The college students. All right, somebody was trying to cheat there. We're so glad to have them. And um, let's give them a cheer too, okay? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you. And uh, I'm waiting. Where did my daughter go? She, oh, she went. She went home. Her daughter has called her. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to hold that for a moment then. Apparently, she couldn't. And uh, anyway, we are glad to see everyone here today. And since my, uh, did you say she's on the phone? Yeah, she may never come back then. Uh, okay. Have you noticed? My wife is here. And, and since she has got a microphone, you all let her rejoin the worship team this morning. That's nice of you. My wife, I want her to say something uh, on the microphone. If you could, face the TV, uh, but uh, otherwise, uh, just do your best here. Good enough. It is so good to be here in the house of God. I I had to think back to some of the Sunday school lesson this morning, Sister Beverly, and um, we can let our thoughts do things to us that we shouldn't let them. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know the first week I was in rehab was not a good week for me. In my mind, now, no, I did not sin. I did not turn away from the Lord. But my mind done a number on myself until, and some of you already know this. I've talked to you. Until Saturday morning early, God and the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. Pretty straight, like, like the word said this morning, pretty straight. But from probably 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock, it was through breakfast because they knew not to bring. They walked in and walked back out. And um, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, and I had a meeting in my bed. And the Lord came out on top. Not me. He came out on top. And my spirit began to change. My outlook began to change. My, how I thought, everything began to change. And that's when I began to let the Lord work in my body and it began to heal. And I left there in three and a half weeks, I believe it was, and they figured I'd be there three months. What does that say for him? What does that say for him? Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit 
if you if we just listen to him and listen what the Holy Spirit is speaking into our souls and into our hearts, he will make the change in our body. He will make the change in our mind. But it wasn't just me. It was my body of Christ that is sitting right here today that was praying for me like they were praying for you, Sister Vicki, when you had your surgery. It wasn't an accident. It was a planned surgery. But it doesn't matter what it is. Now, am I still in pain? Yes. I'm still in pain. I'm hurting today. But it's only because I've used my leg. And when we use our bodies for him, we might be in pain once in a while, but the pain will leave and he will put the sweetness and the healing back into our bodies. And so I'm saying to the church today, thank you. Thank you for the flowers. Thank you for the prayers. But most of all, thank you for, along with the praying, you believed and you had faith that God would do the job. And one of the reasons she's doing so good, I cook all of her food. All microwave frozen. Baby dinners, soup cans, those, those type of things. I've got so good at it. All right. God is good. All and all the time. Yes. Brother Harold, if you'll come, we're so grateful for everyone that has came in here today to be a part of this service in which we are going to lift up and worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. It's going to be a, a beautiful day out there today. So enjoy that because I heard it's snowing on Wednesday. So <laughs> Wednesday morning and evening. That's not a joke. <laughs> it is coming. Um, no, it's going to, it, it's warm enough, right? Spring's here. Isn't today spring? Is today? Yeah, there you go. We can't talk about snow no more then, huh? All right, so. Beautiful day that God has made. We're just going to make a couple quick announcements. Today at 4 o'clock begins something. Um, <laughs> the ladies' Bible study here at 4 o'clock. Would you like to? If you don't have a book and we're still wanting one, can you raise your hand? See if I have a You're not a female, Joe. You'll have to share with Vicki. <laughs> okay. That's it. All right. All right. If if you were here last week, I asked my wife to speak, and she, she didn't she didn't say anything. If you remember, it was amazing. Yeah, it was. I will let you know though. A little bit later, we were traveling in the car, and she was listening back to the service, and that part came up. I was like, "Is she gonna fast forward? Maybe? Nope." <laughs> so she got to hear it. So I got in a little bit of trouble, but that's all right. <laughs> I was just giving her a hard time if you weren't here. So. Um, uh, another announcement, I guess, that we need to make is the uh, uh, youth camps, and it's on a special insert in your bulletin if you need the dates. There's also a couple emails there if you need them, and you can register online or you can uh, go uh, to the Heartland website and you can print out the registration if you want to do it that way as well. 
So check those dates out. And if you want to work those camps, there's some information on that, too, on the insert. So look at that. And then there's a marriage retreat coming up in Branson in April, 8th through the 10th. So if you're interested in that, there's some information downstairs on the bulletin board where you can get it um, at the Heartland website also. So any announcements anybody needs to make? Keep bringing the pantry food. Um, there's quite a bit back there. It's good. Appreciate all the giving. Um, we've had... We'll have to get a picture of a note. We have a note now in person. I know we lost one, but somebody left just thanking thanking everyone in the church here for um, doing that. It's, it's helping them out, so we'll uh, pass that along. Okay, let's all stand. We'll have a time of prayer as we go into service. Um, if anyone wants to make a prayer request known, go ahead and speak it. Yeah, Molly. All right, let's remember Molly's sister-in-law. Okay, Aaron? Okay, let's remember Judy. Yep. Anyone else? Yes, April. Uh, Sister Millie. Okay, let's remember her. And Rudy, not feeling well. Remember him. Unspoken requests. We can raise our hands. All right, let's all pray. God, we come to you at this time, Lord. God, knowing that you know each and every need here, God, those mentioned, those not mentioned, Lord, we know that you're able um, to work in each situation, God, to be the healer uh, to those that need it, Lord, God, those that need that, that, uh, that strengthening, God, in their bodies, Lord, we just pray that you would be with them this time. could have a couple ushers come up with the third Sunday offering. So it's church expense this morning. And if you want to give uh, to any other uh, need, just mark it on the envelope or the check and it will go towards that. Let's pray. God, we come to you again, Lord, thanking you for this opportunity to give, God, and to um, um, just worship you in this way, God. We just pray that you would uh, take this money, God, and 
use it as uh, you want to, Lord God, that it would just help the local church here, God, it continue to do what you want it to, and that we can be the light here in, in uh, our area, in this community. In your name, amen.
fill me up. So many times we turn to the wrong things to fill us up. We are, what we need is the presence of our God.
all my life, he has been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I'm going to sing of the goodness of my God. He is worthy, amen.
faithfulness to us. Thank you, Lord, that you have walked with us through the fires, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your voice that calls to us, Lord. When we begin to stray, God, thank you for your loving kindness that draws us back to you, Lord. Hallelujah. You are so faithful, God. You are so good. Thank you for being our friend. Thank you, Lord.
And while she is standing, (laughs) this is my wife and I's child number four, the oldest of twins, just as beautiful as the other, and none more beautiful in our household, except she's been gone from it a long time. This is Lynn Marie Weathers. She was a Winchester for a long time, and uh, she's from Beloit, Wisconsin, and she and her sister, who's on her way here, I'm hoping she'll detour into here. Wife says no, she won't, but nevertheless, this is Lynn Marie, a faithful Christian for many years, and as a young girl, she was actually, see that old girl right there? They were actually in youth camp together many years ago. Forty years ago, something like that. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> Wrong number there. All right, we're glad to have my daughter with us, and she and her sister are spending a few days with my wife and I. And uh, my son told me, that, Dad, they're not coming down to work. And after they get through with a few jobs, they won't have to. And uh, I appreciate them so much. My, my girls have been special to me and my wife, and we thank the Lord for them. They both have families, and they have raised them in the name of the Lord in their homes, and they're good people, and I'm proud of them. Very proud of them. I want to share just one bit of information. I'm not supposed to be here today. I'm glad nobody spoke out real loud and said, well, get up and go out then. But anyway, thank you for that. I uh, was supposed to be having heart work done this week. And there are some people here who really think I need some work done on my heart. But anyway, uh, it was postponed until April 19th. And uh, and it's the same thing again, I suppose. Uh, they haven't consulted me on how to do it and why to do it and so on and so forth. They're just doing it uh, out of need, obviously. But uh, my defibrillator, uh, that's not to be confused with carburetor or alternator. It's the defibrillator uh, is to be tuned up and a pacemaker is to be put in as well. And um, if you really want to understand some of that, ask Sister Lisa. She's a nurse in the cardiac area, and she's the smartest girl here, as far as I know, on hearts. (laughs) Uh, And if you're into the heart division, And I I don't know it, so forgive me. The Lord is just good to us. I wouldn't have to say anything else today than to leave it, that statement, where it's at, and 
because it is a truth that will change the world. The Lord is good to us. And he wants to be even better to those who will not allow him into their lives to change their lives. The Lord is good to us. As I prepared for today, I couldn't help but think about some of the situations that are going on in the world. And of course, many of you are very well aware of the situations in Ukraine. I looked at that real quickly this morning on the internet and I, the headlines, and I didn't get past the headline. It said that there was a school that had been bombed that had 400 children in it. I didn't even read any further. That was enough for me. So in the beginning here, it is one thing for us to say that the Lord knows and understands everything that is going on everywhere in the world. The Lord knows. And then we get on with our church service and we will go about our day when we leave here. But as all that happens in our lives, the unfolding of all the things that's going on in this world, including those headlines I just shared with you, those things are happening. It's not just a mother or father and son and daughter that are perishing, but it's their all their siblings, all their neighbors, and from both cultures that this is happening. And of course, in approximately 36 other wars that are going on in this world, most of them are like civil wars, but nevertheless, they're, they're murderous events that are going on. We will eat fried chicken for dinner today, and we'll, some will watch the basketball tournament today, and, and you should. I'm not nullifying that. As a matter of fact, I've been watching the basketball tournament, especially if the team is called KU, as they work their way to the Final Four. Sorry about those other schools, Tommy Northwestern, College of the Ozarks, and there's another college represented here, and I can't think which one it is. But anyway, the fact is that we do not want to be left or go on without feeling toward these type of things. I wouldn't, I'm going to do something I've never done before. If you have a special feeling right now, and if you don't, that's fine, but if you have a special feeling right now, I would like for you to stand and pray with me 
And those that are remain seated, I would like for you to pray as well. But those that would like to pray a special prayer, it'll be with me. It won't be a solo prayer, it'll be in a joint prayer. Would you sit? Now then, you that are standing, you that are, I want you to pray with me. You that are seated, I want you to pray also. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are very thankful and grateful that we can come to you in this hour, in this moment of time. And I pray, oh God, today for the needs that exist, the heartaches that are happening, the loss of moms and dads and the loss of sons and daughters and others and families that are being lost, neighbors, oh God, that are being destroyed. Lord, I pray for them. Lord, have mercy on them and have mercy on us as we pray for them to hold them up in prayer. Lord, your comfort is still the greatest comfort in spite of all that is in the world today. Your word has told us that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Oh, Lord God, today I pray that you would just help these situations that exist in this world. Lord, that you'll send the peace, that you'll send the calm, that you'll send the healing, that you'll send the deliverance to all of them. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we are praying. As a church, as individuals, we're praying for our friends, brothers and sisters. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we do pray. You may be seated. We're not only to pray for our brothers and sisters, we're to pray for our enemies as well. And any creature born into this world has a soul. And Jesus so loved these souls that his Father gave him to this world, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Thank the Lord. The title of my presentation today is Beginning to the End. And I'm reading from Revelation chapter 22 at verse 12 to 21. Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. The first 
and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For outside of those gates, by the way, a little paraphrasing, King James Version as well, for without are dogs, sorcerers, whoremongers, murderers, idolaters, and whosoever that loveth and maketh a lie. Jesus, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the road and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come and let him that is a thirst, let him come. Let her come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things that are written in this book. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Amen. In these words in the final chapter, the last chapter of the book of Revelations, John the Revelator, who was the disciple that did not die by the hand of man, but rather died a natural death, one of the disciples who all died a martyr's death, and on the Isle of Patmos, where he had been taken prisoner, and was left to die either by starvation, rather by the wickedness of cruel animals that were on this particular island, and evil people that were on this island who even took a great pot of oil big enough to put a man in it and throw John in into the boiling oil, but it did not kill him. He lived out his natural life 
perhaps in an unnatural way, but nevertheless, he was not destroyed by man, but only died in the Lord. He's seen things that man is not able to see or had been able to see. In fact, he has seen things, and they have been written through the Holy Ghost through him, preserved even unto this day, that man doesn't totally understand concerning the last of the last days. Some of the things perhaps are understood. I will have to tell you that I am not a Bible scholar of the book of the Revelations. However, I will tell you it is filled with things that makes me know that I want to be ready to go when the Lord comes or calls and will be able to avoid them. But one of the things that the beginning we're told of Jesus, that he was Alpha, that he was the Savior that was born into this world, and if any man came unto him, the one that hung on the cross, shed his blood, that man might have remission, that's Bible, of sins, and be forgiven, that he will inherit eternal life. And so it is in these words, from the beginning to the end, we find the scripture says, it is so sacred, it is so valid, it is so unconquerable and unchangeable that if any man even attempt to take away from the words that have been said of that book, this book, God shall take away his name out of the book of life. He will not be able to be with the Lord in heaven. And it is something that we must behoove ourselves to come to grips with and not leave sight of. I have, for a few Sundays, I have been talking about the truths of God's Word. Herein, I want to remind you that I do not feel like even though I have been preaching for 64 years that I'm a Bible scholar. I do not feel like I'm an expert, whether I spelled E-X-P-E-R-T or E-X-S-P-U-R-T, neither, neither way. I do not feel like I'm an expert in God's Word. Only what God gives me about His Word and inspires me to share with you. As a matter of fact, I have a feeling, perhaps it was not the same, because I would not want to put myself on par with John the Revelator. But as he said in verse 20, he that is testifying these things, uh, after he had seen from the beginning to the end, he said, I, I want you to know, come on, Lord, come quickly, 
Even so, come Lord Jesus. He made no, no mistake about it. He was ready for the time to come. And of course, the perils that he existed, that existed in his life, were tremendous as he waited the coming of the Lord for his own personal life. But it is worthy of us to note that in the beginning that John speaks of the words that Jesus had said. And in particular, he, he refers to the fact that Jesus has said he has sent his angel. He sent his angel to preach these things in the church. And Jesus reminds us Let's go back to the book of Genesis. Let's go back to the prophecies of Isaiah. Let's go back to the records of Matthew and Luke and remember that I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Both Matthew and Luke are quoted here as the genealogy, the root of David, is given. And also, the book of, or the prophet Isaiah, is quoted as Isaiah of, of old, told of the fact that Jesus was the, not only the Messiah, not only to be born in Bethlehem, but that Jesus was the person that the government would be upon his shoulder. And in addition to that, as quoted by Jesus and being preserved by the Holy Spirit through John the Revelator, declared that he was the bright and morning star. What a, what a time. And as the beginning to the end is looked at, at the end, chapter Chapter, the Spirit and the Bride say, Come and let us, let him, let any man that hears, let any man that is not ready for the coming of the Lord, him that is athirst, let him come as well. And whosoever, and by the way, that's what is one of those famous scriptures as that says, for God so loved the world that He gave His own begotten Son that whoever, there are a lot of whoever's out there. There's a lot of whatever's and whenever's, but more importantly, you're one of the whoever's. And let Him take of the water that is Jesus of life freely. And then the great warning comes from the Lord. He says, if you hear these words that I'm putting down here, that history and the Holy Spirit is going to preserve, there's one thing I want you to know, that there is accountability for it. And if you take these words, and if you add unto them, you're in trouble. And if any man decides, well, I, I don't want to add to this one. Let's just take it away. The Bible says, John the Revelator through the Holy Spirit by the mouth of Jesus says, if any man take away 
from the words of this book, of this prophecy. God shall take away his part out of the book of life, out of the holy city. You're in trouble if that happens. I, I don't want you to experience that. And I want you to further understand that this accountability, it reaches far and wide as we go from the beginning to the end. In Romans, Paul wrote to the church there, the 14th chapter, 11th and 12th verse, King James Version, For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, Every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself, herself, themselves, whoever self, not a word, that they will give that account unto the Lord. Accountability. That's a word that is often spread around in different ways, different uh, things that people, whatever they want to, uh, to pertain to. Uh, one of my daughter-in-laws is an accountant, and I think about, uh, I say she works from home some of the time, and when I see her stuff that she has, it goes from the dining room to the living room, and it's all charts and forms and different things. It's enough to make you want to be a ditch digger. And as all these things are spread out and accountability is being taken, but there is an accountability that is being taken otherwise. And this is scary. This is really eye-opening. Well, it may open your eyes to a certain extent, but I don't suppose anybody can really grasp what it will be like. But there is going to be a time, the Bible says it, it's already written, it says, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee, these are the words of Jesus, by the way. He says, every knee shall bow to me. This wasn't bowing to Paul. This, this wasn't bowing to Herod. This wasn't uh, bowing to Matthew or uh, to any of the disciples, any of the uh, prophets of old. This is Jesus talking. Listen to what it says. We're talking about accountability. We're talking from the beginning to the end. And in the end, there is something that's going to happen to all mankind, that every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. Wow! Everyone is going to be accountable. You're going to be accountable. I think this morning, as my beautiful daughter drove my wife and I to church today, and uh, I noticed my, my wife would give her instructions on what to do, and just a very common thing. And I, I gave her instructions on what to do, but at no point 
No point did it keep her from driving way over the speed limit. At no point did it keep her from going in a modest way up to the stop sign. That, that was her. That's the way she drives. I forgot to tell her that I would not pay any speeding tickets. And, uh, but I'm telling her now, is she still here? She hadn't went up for the phone, I hope. Anyway, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess to God. Can you imagine somebody that talks a lot? You don't have to imagine. You know them. Some of them are in this church. They talk a lot. I mean, they talk fast. There are, there are people that talk English, I guess, and they talk fast. They talk in a pitch voice that I don't understand. My, my right ear contains a hearing aid, and my left ear did not want to be left out, so it has one in it also. And I oftentimes will say to a person on the other side or whatever they're on, a counter or cash register or whatever, I, I would say, I point to my ears, I said, would you slow down and say that again? And then they'll turn and they'll look over at something and they'll start talking. They come back and expect me to understand what they said. And I would say, would you say that again slower and look at me when you talk? By that time, they're wishing I'm gone. And I, I can understand that. But let me tell you something. The Lord, he's not going to say repeat that again. He's not going to say, uh, I, I'm hard of hearing. Give me that word you said again. He's going to say, come unto me. And he says, if you've done good, you're going to be blessed. If you've done evil, you're going to go where the goats are and you'll be left out. Every tongue, he said, as Paul gives the account in Romans, he said, every tongue shall confess to God. So then, everyone is going to give an account of themselves. I don't quite understand how that's going to happen. Um, by the way, just, just be on the safe side. You really don't have to understand it. You just have to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord and be right, and God will take care of you. He's not going to ask you to write a thesis on how well you understand that. Now, John said this, First John. That was, John wrote three letters, and the 24th verse, he said, this is what you need to do to not worry about the accountability. He said, he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Now, it doesn't matter what I think, what spirit you have. What matters is what God thinks. And believe you me, he knows. He knows. 
Now then, going back to Revelations again, rereading a couple verses. He says, I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. Make no mistake about it. We're talking about it, whether you had knee surgery or not. Every knee is going to bow for me. Every knee is going to bow. And if you've heard the words of this prophecy, if you've added unto them, oh boy, or if you have taken away from these words, oh boy, you're in trouble. You don't have to do either one of them. You just, as John said, he that keepeth these commandments. From the beginning to the end, the word says, as, in, as recorded in the, oh my goodness, I don't know which, who, who did this, my wife or, or my daughter, one or the other, but they put that page in backwards. They're both pleading the Fifth Amendment over here. But he that keepeth his commandment dwelleth in him, and he in him, and whereby we know that They not only turned it upside down, they put the wrong page in. That's okay. I forgive them. I'm going to keep them. <laughs> However, if the Lord has somebody, if you're doing this to the Lord, and there is someone that takes away or adds to His commandments, the Lord is not going to be merciful. Every knee shall bow to him, and every tongue shall confess. Today, as I have presented this subject the beginning to the end, I'm still on a track, T-R-E-K, by the way, uh, or is it X? I'm not real sure. Don't answer me now. Think about it. Send me an email. Uh, send me a, a, a certified letter, close a $20 bill, however you want to do it. The fact is, we are going to be accountable to the Lord. The Lord is going to hold us accountable. Many times from this pulpit and other pulpits that I have been in for over so many years, I tell people, and I've been told, I should not say this. I've been told this by other ministers, actually. But they don't live my life for me. I tell people at the end of the day, whatever position I'm in, whether it's at the bed or in the bed, I talk to the Lord. And I ask the Lord, that if there is anything that is in my heart, my life, that should not be there, Lord, please forgive me. And do you know, sometimes the Lord will pop something into my mind that I need to maybe say something to somebody to ask them to forgive me. Or maybe it's something that I 
really haven't done wholeheartedly. And it comes into my mind. And I ask the Lord to forgive me. You see, I am accountable. You're not accountable for me. My wife is not accountable for me. I am accountable for me. I do not want anything before I go to sleep. I do not want anything to come before me and the Lord. I do not want one iota of anything in my life that has been done that is not pleasurable to God. Say, that really sounds rigid. Well, it's just between me and the Lord. And, and it's a conversation. If I've done anything, Lord, please forgive me. Nothing so difficult about that. As a matter of fact, it's easy enough. But we have to be conscious of it. And desire not to take anything from the Word or add anything to it. I want to know from the beginning to the end. I want to know the Alpha and Omega in my life. I want to be right with the Lord. As you sit here this morning, you, have, you must be aware that the Lord know, knew that you made the journey here today. As we continue Sunday by Sunday in talking about the truths of God's words, to the best of my ability, I'm going to bring out some of the great truths that exist in the Bible. It will not be my opinion. It will not be a theory. It will not be something that we've added to or taken away. But it's just very simply going to be Bible. And the Bible is very explicit on some things. I know that there are some things that is not spelled out by black and white letters. And I know some things we don't quite understand. I'm definitely one of those. But I know that there's truth in this Bible. And this Bible, the truth of this Bible, it will save you. I want to be saved at the end of the, my lifetime. Would you stand with me? Praise the Lord forevermore. Praise the Lord forevermore. Pastor, former pastor here in our church for so many years, retired Bishop uh, George Nagel, a good man. I would like for you to come up here, and I'd just like for you to pray for this congregation. This is not the dismissal prayer, but I'm asking him to pray for all of us, because none of us want to miss the word. None of us want to be in disobedience. All of us want to be able to say and hear the Lord say, well done. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and pray for us, Bishop.
Let the Lord who comes for thee. No one of you stand before thee, Lord, either earth or You, Almighty God, know every hair on our head. You know our thoughts, Lord. You know, O God, the way we walk, Lord. But there's one thing we should know, Lord, that you are one that went before us, Lord, and you have set the path, Lord. And let us, Almighty God, Lord, look upon the light that shines upon our walk. And Lord, as we walk, Lord, we follow thee, Lord. Yes, Lord. We know, Almighty God, there's many false doctrines out there. Yes. There's many things that are said, Lord, that seem to be of the type of life. But, Lord, I'm here to say, Lord, you are the light. You are life, Lord. We, Lord, stand within thee, Lord. And know one day we will stand before the judgment, Lord. And, mighty God, we will not answer for the pastor, how he past preaches and what he says. But we are going to stand, Lord, according to your word, almighty God. And your word is what we have heard today, Lord. And I feel your presence, Lord. And I know, almighty God, that you are God. And I know that your Father is your Father, Lord. And I know that there is a Holy Ghost, Lord. And I know, almighty God, Lord, you have given us life. And, Lord, as we stretch out for thee, Lord, on this walk, Lord, let us walk to please thee. We give the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now then, as we remain standing, we're going to come to the close of the service. I'm going to ask Brother Harold, our assistant pastor, to come. Grab a microphone, if you will, Brother Harold. And while he is praying, if there is someone here today wants to step here, to this altar to be prayed for in any way. I want you to feel your freedom to come. But now, Brother Harold Carr is going to pray for our spiritual well-being as Brother Nagel has done himself. And this dismissal prayer, we want to be able to leave here under the shadow of the Spirit of the Lord in his shadow in his spirit, Brother Harold. God, we come to you at this time, Lord. Just God, first of all, knowing that, that you are God, Lord, and knowing that your word is the truth, God, we pray for each one of us, Lord, as, as we will stand accountable to you, God, that we would check each of our lives, God, and just to know that there is nothing that stands between you and us, Lord, that we are fully committed to you, God, and that we have uh, your salvation, God, within each one of us, Lord. I, I pray if any of us, God, that have something in our lives, Lord, just help reveal it to us, God. Help us to know, Lord, and, and uh, give us, God, the desire, Lord, and the wisdom, God, to, to turn it to you, God, and to truly give it to you. And that you would wash it away, Lord, and, and forgive us of our sins, Lord. We pray that for each and every one, God. And, Lord, as we go about our week, Lord, help us to be the lights, Lord, that can share that truth with others, God, and to uh, to uh, 
inform them, God, and let them know that that, uh, you love them, Lord, no matter what, no matter what they're going through, God, and that you want to uh, be the Savior of their lives as well, God. So just continue to walk with each one, Lord, and, and help us to minister as you want us to. And we thank you for all these things in your name. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.